What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Yeah, I'll alive, you know. Okay, uh, what do we have this morning? We have something from Louisville, Kentucky, yes? Yes, um, the Breonna Taylor um, uh, ruling, I guess you want to say. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. it was the the officers involved were not criminally charged in the death of Breonna Taylor. Uh, that's basically the outcome of that ruling. Um, it was a grand jury. Uh, that did the uh, verdict. So they basically, uh, for those that aren't aware, in a grand jury case, the defendant basically is not allowed to speak. They just look at the evidence. That's it. Um, and they looked at the evidence and said, uh, no, the the officers acted uh, correctly. There was nothing, there was no wrongdoing. So there was riots. This is, uh, last night was night two, which would be the night before when you guys. Did you see the U-Haul this. footage? I did, yeah. With a, they brought in a small U-Haul with all the signs in there, yeah. But these these pro these protests are spontaneous. They're not. They're, they're spontaneous. Not. It's from the grassroots, and that this U-Haul truck shows up so conveniently right next to the BLM protest, and yeah, just, they just start unloading all this stuff, all these signs, all this riot gear, right? Everything that was in there, but it's. It's completely it's completely spontaneous. It's all it's all done at the grassroots. And it just it just happened to pop up. And it was a a bunch of concerned citizens. Yeah. And the other thing about the the whole Breonna Taylor situation, we were lied to. The media told us that Breonna Taylor was asleep in bed when the law enforcement showed up. They kicked in their door and then opened fire on them. Uh, That was the narrative the media told us. Well, turns out, you know, saying it was a no knock warrant. Turns out, which that's it was what we were a no-knock warrant. Yeah, that's what we were told. It was a no-knock uh, no warrant at first. Then it was downgraded to a normal warrant. Law enforcement showed up, knocked on the door. We have eyewitnesses that were in another, uh, other apartments close by that said they did knock. They did identify themselves. The boyfriend who shot the officer in the leg said, yeah, I heard him knock. The officers then uh, go to open the door, which means they kick it in, basically. And the boyfriend opened fire through the closed door and law enforcement returned fire. And that's how Breonna Taylor died. I think she was shot seven times or something like that. I thought there was only 10 shots. Uh, there was more than that. Uh, there was there was more than 10 shots. Uh, my understanding is correct. All three officers opened fire. Um, now, the, the, the entire situation there is the I'm, I'm wanting to say the current boyfriend was an ex-drug dealer, right? Um, the ex-boyfriend was a active drug dealer and the girlfriend, Brown Taylor, they were investigating to see if she was being forced, you know, cause she was, she was, um, abused, uh, by the ex-boyfriend. So they were, they were concerned that he was threatening her and, um, was using her as a, uh, drop point for the drugs. So they were investigating, seeing if there was any drugs in her apartment. It's just, it's a bad situation all around. Uh, it's a tra- you know, it's a tragedy that she died. But the narrative that the media told us was a lie the entire time. And all the information we could get on this was the media's narrative. 
In fact, um, I learned recently that uh, there hasn't been a FOIA request for any of this yet. There might be now because there's there's a, a famous um, podcaster, very well known uh, conservative podcaster that uh, was talking about they had to actually fill one out. Uh, for those that are not aware, explain what a FOIA request is, please. Freedom of Information Act. So basically, it's where you request information from the government and they're required to give it to you unless it's classified. And But basically, the media is suppo- usually does this. Anytime there's, there's something like this that goes down, they ask for more information. You can get things like um, officer records and all that kind of stuff. There, there was a recent situation where an officer rips the mask off of someone and he actually had um, some... Uh, 20 years ago, he he should have been fired. But because of the police unions, he wasn't fired, which is something that I've kind of harped on. I would like the police unions to go away. If you're a bad cop, you should be fired, period. But anyway, back to the, uh, the quote unquote, peaceful protests in Louisville. Some of the things that we were seeing going on there, uh, uh, for example, one of the representatives from Kentucky was arrested. What was her name? Uh, Attica Scott. She's a representative from there. She was arrested at these... Um, peaceful protests, you know, the, the, the peaceful protests, like, um, you know, trying to burn down a, a, a library, smashing in windows, robbing places, you know, that the, those kind of peaceful protests. So the media has lied to us from day one. They didn't bother to come out and do a, a revision on the uh, the initial ruling. So we've been going this entire time thinking that, OK, this is a no knock warrant. It even went so far as to um, to Senator Rand Paul introducing legislation to stop no knock warrants. And OK, which OK, I'm I'm kind of on board with that anyway, the no knock warrant stuff. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. at the same time, I'm, I've also been been out there. I've served warrants before. And sometimes you need that element of surprise when you're going in on somebody. If you've got a rock solid case, you need that element of surprise. You have to have it because you need to catch them off guard. Otherwise, you run the risk of endangering more than just the parties involved, right? You can get other people caught up in the mix and it can get out of control really quick. But I mean, there's certain cases where I think you could justify a no-knock warrant uh, depending on the, uh, the the scenario you're going to be facing. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree there. If, it, if it's someone that's... Um for example, uh, has a history of being very violent or something or, or, or in that situation, then yeah, I'm on board with that if, if it's um, they have adequate information. But I think a no-knock warrant should have a more stringent, stricter requirement base just to get the warrant. Um, but yeah. All right. What else we have this morning? Do you want lighter news or do you want... Um, oh, let's... Uh, yeah. All right. Because we're going to do some tech stuff today and that's going to be pretty dark. So <laughs> let's... Um, which I, I don't think is going to be totally dark, but let's uh, let, let's do some let's do some lighter stuff. What do you have that's light? You got something light? Well, uh, if those that have been somewhat familiar with the science community, um, been keeping track of it a little bit, you, you guys may have remembered seeing the black hole photographs from a few years back. The first black hole uh, ever to be photographed, M eighty seven, I believe. They. Uh, well, Messer 87 galaxy is where it's from. They found that this black hole actually is what they're calling wobbling. And honestly, the the pictures they've taken of it, more or less, they've taken what looks like one picture a year since 2009. And you do see like um, the, the bright side and the darker side of, of the light being emitted uh, from the, the black hole. It is shifting. It's changing. Um, they're, they're saying that there was a consistent shadow uh, that was that was being uh, emitted or or seen from the crescent, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was rotating um, 
significantly over the uh, over the last decade. Now, keep in mind that that is actually a fairly quick rotation for for the pictures that they were taking. This is uh, the ring that you that is seen there is essentially a ring of like plasma or or gases. They, they said um, this ring is probably in the range of billions of degrees, not millions, billions as in B of degrees. Um, so what in, what in, exactly in, are they? What what exactly are they saying? What what does a black hole do when it wobbles? I, I'm curious because I thought a black hole was like it, it's a collapsing star, right? So I mean everything collapses in there and then everything goes, you know, everything's like chaotic and and everything's in there is is uh, matter being torn apart. So what when it when it's wobbling like that, what what does that actually mean? So so basically, in a nutshell, a black hole is a large mass of or, or excuse me, a large amount of matter, you know, creating this huge mass that's um, basically taking a star's type mass and smashing it down into a really small um, area. It's it's where the star is unable to uh, contain itself anymore, or it's not able to fight against the gravitational pull. It just collapses on itself. And that creates an immense amount of gravity. Uh, this gravitation then creates... Um, uh, well, there's there's like a, a an event horizon, if you will, around the, the black hole. The event horizon is the point where matter or light even passing into this. Once it hits that event horizon, basically it begins losing the strength to leave the gravitational pull. Once you hit that event horizon, light no longer is light. Like I mean, it's still light, but you can't actually see it because it's being pulled into the black hole. And to your point about it being torn apart... When you get pulled in, the closer you get to the black hole, the faster that part of, of the matter gets. So it, it's like the spaghetti effect. And what happens is, is matter will fall into it and it's getting stretched the closer you are to it. But to put it in perspective, if you were, if you were to jump in headfirst into a black hole, your head would be stretched away from your feet because your feet are moving at a slower rate than your head because of the gravitational pull. It's shifting so quickly. So the, the matter that you're seeing here is probably a star being consumed or multiple stars and the uh, matter or, or excuse me, the gases are igniting from the sheer force that's from that and essentially causing, uh, not really igniting in the sense that we're thinking like burning like fire, but igniting in the sense of the, the amount of friction and everything is so immense that it's creating billions of degrees Fahrenheit or it might actually be Kelvin. I don't know which one they're, they're saying here, but it's creating a lot of light in the, in the process. And that's what you're seeing. The wobble is it's as, as the, the star is probably rotating around the black hole as it's, you know, kind of draining in, you know, spiraling in that matter uh, is being pulled in and it's creating, creating the light that you're seeing. So the, the wobble is really the star going around it and the, the gases there being, um, lit up i always thought those uh those phenomena were just fascinating to uh to to look at i remember talking about that stuff when uh when i was a kid and learning about those things in you know science classes but you learn things about astronomy and things like that when you're in school and it's never quite as in depth as what you can get outside you know in the outside world when you start digging through like research papers and all that stuff everything in in schooling is just very you know on the surface and oh look this is what it is okay well, that's interesting but we never stop to think about what all that stuff means in detail so when it does do something like what you're talking about we don't actually know what any of that stuff you know means and that's that's quite something but how far is it from us it's another galaxy but how uh, how far is it away yeah it's in measure um 87. Measure 87. Uh, measure 87 is, let's see here. It is 53 million light years from us. So it's so uh, 
it's not exactly next door. Pretty, pretty good. Not exactly next door. It'll it, it take you take you a few minutes to get there. Um, also, the, uh, the this black hole that we're seeing is actually at the the core or the center of the the galaxy. So that's where the the big when you see spiral galaxies, especially the center of it is usually brighter. It's because there's a, a large concentration of stars there. So that's probably probably what this black hole is consuming. And it's also believed that most, if not all galaxies, have a black hole, supermassive black hole at its core. And that's what essentially everything is orbiting around this black hole is the, the, the galaxy. That's, that's why it has its rotation is from the black hole. I got some breaking news here. Now, this is according to CNN. Uh, according to sources that are high up in the Republican Party, that's all that CNN are saying, according to, because we know how reliable CNN is, right? <laughs> we, know, we know how reliable they are. They are, they're saying that Trump is intending to choose Amy Coney Barrett for the Supreme Court. And the Senate in the, excuse me, the GOP in the Senate are readying a speedy approval process. They want to get that over with and and done with, and they want her on the court within the next, uh, I want to say, week. They, they want that yeah. one and done. They want her there before the election, basically. Because if this, if this drags out, it'll go to the Supreme Court. And if there's only eight justices, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a problem. And we, we know which side Chief Justice John Roberts is probably going to take, don't yeah. we? We, we know yeah. what side he's going to take. He's going to take the conservative side, of course, in your dreams. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. In your right. in your dreams. Now, Amy, as far as I'm uh, aware from all the stuff I'm seeing from people that are, um, I guess you could say professionals in, in the, the field of politics, um, they're saying she's going to be a good candidate for the nation, as in she's a constitutionalist. She's a traditionalist in that sense, so she'll refer back to the Constitution and view it as the con- as the Constitution's spirit. You know, it, she'll look at it that way, and not a well. She won't look at it like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So that that's good for us as the American people. You mean she's not going to look at it and and legislate from the bench? She's not going to do that, right? She's she's not going to yeah. rewrite the law. She's not going to rewrite the Constitution. From what we've seen so far, now, we do have. I think she was a um, clerk for like twenty years or something like that. She was she was a clerk for a long time. She's been in this or or federal judge or something for twenty years and a clerk for some years. I, I don't know the whole process there, but she was um, she was a clerk for Justice Scalia, I believe. And uh, that that I mean. If she takes anything, well, it's also been rumored that she was the fa- uh, the favorite clerk of of his. So uh, that that's a that's also a bonus. He, he Justice Scalia joked about to the other clerks that you guys are what 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 was the wording? It's not expendable. That wasn't the right word, but it was a the the word was used. Uh, basically, he doesn't have an emotional attachment to them just because there there there's such a turnover rate and everything there, except for Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, he really liked her, so that that's that's good. That is good. That is uh, coming from uh, the the uh, the late great Justice Antonin Scalia. That's saying something. That that is saying something. He um he he was my guy. Of course, you know now that uh, now that he's not there, uh, Clarence Thomas, man, <laughs> I I understand you want to retire, bud, but we need you for a couple of more years. Can you just give us a couple of more years? I mean, we we got to sure that thing up. Until we can get another one in there. Ted Cruz, by the way, I heard an interview with Ted Cruz this morning. Ted Cruz has 
wholeheartedly refused. So going forward, I would assume that he would refuse going forward as well. Uh, so he's I I can't uh, I can't say that if if he's refused now, I can't see why he would change his mind later. Maybe he would. Maybe. But maybe as he got older. Th- maybe. Yeah. But I, I think that that is I think that's a loss because if uh, we have another justice retiring, Ted Cruz would be a fantastic Supreme Court justice. He would be. And he would be the traditional constitutional type like Clarence Thomas is now. You know, he, he doesn't get involved in, in politics. He doesn't get involved in uh, in any of the um, uh, the political battles or anything like that. He does his job as a justice from the Supreme Court and he defends the Constitution of the United States. That's his job. I mean, that's all a Supreme Court justice's job is, is that defend that document. That's your only job. And Clarence Thomas does yep. it better than anybody up there. No, no disrespect yep, to the other justices, but he, he does it better than anybody else. You know, Alito would be the next same Alito would be my next choice. Yeah. Uh, the the bit about Cruz not doing it, I can understand because Cruz, Cruz is a he he's a he's a political animal. Uh, basically, he likes the debate. He likes being in there in the middle of this. You know, he was the one that brought forward. What was what was the the, the recent thing that the Senate said they it was something that he shot down here recently within the last few days. And it was basically the Senate was basically using him as a scapegoat. But knowing what what I know about Cruz, he's probably the one that volunteered for it because he he excels in this type of environment. He does really well in this. And if he's a justice, there's no more there's no more pol- political Cruz. He's at this point in time, he is a vanguard in the Senate. He is somebody we need there. Like he's he's protecting the Constitution from the the Senate floor. Now, if he were to let's say he lost uh, the 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 coming, I believe they're up for re-election this November, right? If he lost that, then I could see him as uh, accepting the, the the justice. Yeah, and I I don't think that I don't think he's going to lose his seat. To be fair, as a matter of fact, I, they're talking about all the seats that um, that are going to flip this time around. But the articles that I was reading made it sound like these are going to be flipped to the Dem side. I don't think that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to flip. I yeah. honestly, I think the House is going to flip back. I think the Senate's going to. I think they're going to gain in the Senate. I don't think they're going to lose the Senate. I think they're going to gain in the Senate, and they're going to hang on to the executive because of the riots. Because of the riots. Assuming the elections aren't screwed with, assuming they're legit. Well, I mean, we're doing mail-in voting, Bruce. What what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, you know, we've changed yeah. the entire system a, a couple of months before the uh, a couple of months before the general election. What could possibly go wrong in all of that? Yeah. What, why why couldn't they have waited? I don't know a few months uh, before they changed the election process. So you have no. We have to act four now. Four years. We, no, we have, we have to act now. We, we don't have a choice. We have to act now because because of the pandemic. You see, Dr. Fauci says that, you know, you, do, you know who Dr. Fauci is, Bruce? Uh, you know, I've heard a thing or two about him. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he starts his thing. Uh, you know, I, you just you, you, obviously you want to take these things seriously. But, you know, what what you should do is take the recommendations of the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security. But it's not a major virus and it's not something the American people should be worried about. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> he has told. Because, you know, Fauci's in charge, you see. He has told Governor Phil Murphy, you know, the guy that consulted with Cardinal Joe Tobin, that guy, you know, he he subverted (laughs) the Constitution. Yeah, that guy. Uh, He has told Governor Phil Murphy on Thursday that New Jersey has made enough progress to safely and and competently reopen its economy and its schools. Oh, so they they got this rubber stamp of approval from Fauci. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he has. They were on a uh, they were on a call. 
And uh, they were on a Zoom call. Fauci announced to, uh, to Murphy, he says, New Jersey has announced 588 new coronavirus cases and 10 more deaths on Thursday. But Fauci has served as directing. OK, OK. Fauci said uh, New Jersey's baseline of cases and community spread, despite getting hit really very badly, his exact words, in March and April, is so low that the state's situation is positioning you well to do a number of things. So New Jersey's daily case number has hovered in the four to 500 range, and Fauci noted that the number is small compared to the rest of the country. That in total is seeing 35,000 to 40,000 new cases a day. Uh-huh. Fauci's quote, he says, even as we face the challenge of the fall and the winter, which we know, like we said, there's your second wave, cold and flu season happens every year. You're positioned to do two things. He says to continue to gradually, carefully and prudently open your economy in a careful way and at the same time to avoid the challenging difficulty of what happens when a lot of things go indoors versus outdoors. You know, I heard an argument here recently and I have difficulty shooting it down. Fauci's from New York. Um, do you think maybe Fauci might have had personal a personal hand in, in some of the regulations and whatnot that New York was doing? Do you think, because we've seen Fauci out there saying how wonderful a job Cuomo did uh, in New York and how wonderful they, they, they had it rough, but man, they pulled through, they did everything right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it kind of sound like that? Maybe he might've had a hand in some of those regulations and maybe he's covering his own ass in this situation. Um, uh, it, it kind of seems odd that he's not pointing out that New York was sending COVID infected people into retirement homes and it, isn't it kind of odd that he's not pointing that out and, and, you know, rebuking that? You, what? You, like, will not, you will not let that go, will you? You will not let when, that go. When a, when a governor passes a leg legislation that intentionally kills people, yeah, I'm not going to let that one go. Uh, Whitmer's With just as bad. New Jersey did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, in New York specifically, with all of the heads of the boards coming out saying, uh, you've got to stop this. You've got to reverse this yeah. policy now. Yeah. Whitmer, same thing. And uh, Michigan. Now, along with this, Fauci's also given some more advice. OK. Unlike much of the country. Yeah. Unlike much of the country. See, the rest of the country is not doing what they're supposed to do right now. New Jersey. Right. Who who became uh, the worst death rate in the country next to New York. Of course, now they're doing everything right. They surpassed New York on the on the deaths. Oh yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said they yeah. they overtook as the worst in the country. Oh, uh, I got okay. I, I yeah. misunderstood you there. My my apologies. It's okay. First thing in the morning, Bruce. I don't expect you to be on your toes. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not either. Okay. Unlike much of the country, Fauci said New Jersey should be uh, should also be well prepared to handle a possible second wave. Uh, yeah, when people move indoors as the weather gets colder, uh -huh. he noted that New Jersey's ra infection rate has sunk to around 1.1 and should be able to handle the possible case increases in hospitalizations, which we haven't seen. We haven't seen any runs on the hospitals. None. Zero. In, in any country, I don't think. Fauci There's some said, other countries that have been having problems. Yeah. OK. Um, for example, we did see runs in China and, and Iran. We did see that. Right. We, we did yeah. see that. And that's that's true. Now, here's where it gets good. OK. Fauci said the nation as a whole will likely not be able to get back to normal until vaccines are available to 100 percent of the country, which he doesn't see happening until the end of 2021. If then, if then 
He said he'd be happy if the United States was 75 to 80 percent vaccinated by the end of 2021. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure your boss, Bill Gates, would love that, love for that to happen. I, I'm sure he would. When we end it, then you can get back to your normal life. But we've got to end it first, Fauci said. Uh huh. Yeah. You, you know how we've been talking about herd immunity and all that. Do you know where some of those papers came from? Um, the NIH. Uh, it, it seems ironic that uh, this virus, uh, by the way, they're saying that uh, your T cells and whatnot, if you've been exposed to the cold or the flu, um, you likely already have the T cells to fight the coronavirus. And uh, the populace um, is not 90% vulnerable to this virus. It is much lower than that, which is why you're seeing a um, herd immunity at 19 to 22%. Uh, uh, exposure. So in other words, if 19 to 22% of the population has been exposed to COVID-19, you've gained herd, herd immunity or effectively have gained herd immunity. So the idea of, of um, vaccinating 100% of the populace or even 70% of the populace is absolutely absurd. And then not to open up for like a year after that? But what are you smoking so I can stay away from it? Jeez. If then. Yeah, if then. So it's clear that there's some other kind of agenda going on here. It's not it's not science. This is not science. Now, he's he's gone on to say we're, we're almost out of time here. I mean, we're we're getting close to time here, so we're going to have to go. But uh, he said that uh, many people will refuse to get vaccinated. And this is going to slow the process of uh, cracking the curve of the virus down. Buddy, that curve is as flat as you can get it. OK, I mean, we've been flattening that curve for the we're still on 14 days, right? I, I'm still waiting on my 14 days to end. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. Now he says uh, for restaurant. OK, yeah, he goes on. And he, yeah, OK, all right, whatever. They go on to talk about like outdoor dining and talking about opening re-indoor dining and all that stuff. Or, yeah, <laughs> reopening indoor dining. Did you, did you see some of the stuff they're doing? I think it was in New York. Uh, it may have been. I don't remember which state it was now offhand. It's it's somewhere up there in the northeast. They're they're trying to help the city winterize for uh, outdoor dining. So they're providing um, the restaurants with tents and heaters so they can have indoor dining outdoors. Yeah, that's what they're saying here. Restaurant owners, according to Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey there, which is just across the river, he says for restaurant owners, he says they have to make a decision. Should they buy more space heaters if they're still forced to continue having seating outside? Or should they make, or excuse me, or should they order more plexiglass so they can expand their indoor capacity? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, we are out of time this morning. We are going to have to go. So uh, we, <laughs> we're going to be talking about some tech stuff today. We're going to be talking about the election and how tech's going to be um, taking a role in, uh, in the upcoming election talking a little bit about mail-in voting and all of the problems that's going to cause and some of the agendas that they're pushing and uh, also some tech in your home some of the smart home stuff today thank you for sitting down this morning bruce and thank you to all the listeners for always stopping some more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning